The following podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and the return of COVID. Sydney has endured its first full day of lockdown, but infections have spiked with our highest daily case count since the Northern Beaches outbreak. Getting young people vaccinated remains a hurdle for the government's monumental effort, along with getting through to the vaccine hesitant. This opening up over the last three steps has inevitably been accompanied by more infection and more hospitalisation. There were 30 new cases overnight, all linked to the Bondi cluster. The outbreak total now stands at 112 and there's already some concern the two-week shutdown will not be long enough. How much danger are we in that we're going to go right back into the drink here in the fall because of this variant? Joy, I'm, I'm quite worried about the Delta variant, and it is more transmissible, significantly more transmissible. It also may be more dangerous in terms of severity of illness uh, that it causes. And we've seen how quickly it has taken over in the United Kingdom, where it's become getting close to 100% of new COVID cases, uh, you know, our Delta. We do anticipate that in the next few days, case numbers are likely to increase even beyond what we've seen today. And with Sydney on edge, government hotlines have been running beyond hot. Vaccination greatly reduces transmission and two doses provide a very high degree of protection against serious illness and death. I'm worried about those who are not vaccinated because what we have found is based on the, the studies coming out of the UK, that if you are vaccinated, you are actually quite well protected, uh, okay. particularly against hospitalizations and deaths. Sydney locks down on a wing and a prayer. 30 new cases, our worst day yet. The outbreak now in triple digits. And that's why we're so concerned by the Delta variant that is now spreading faster than the third wave that was predicted in the February roadmap. The worry, more than half of today's cases were out and about while infectious. And just like that, folks, we're back again, back into lockdown. Yes, that's right, the Isocast is back, and with it, me, its host, Patrick Cullen. Great to be with you. Great to be with you? I guess it is great to be with you. The problem is the COVID, you know, the global international pandemic. It really does have a habit of getting you down. Tell you what, a lot has happened since the last time we talked, actually. Uh, Sydney and Australia, we opened right back up. We got cases right down to zero. I mean, we were starting to think maybe COVID wasn't that big a problem. While over in the States, cases went nuts right up until the election and even a little bit afterwards. We all watched in horror as George Floyd was brutally murdered by Derek Chauvin, sparking months of racial justice protests and uprisings across the USA, the likes of which we have never seen before, and the ramifications of which are still ongoing. In the midst of all of that, Joe Biden somehow beat the Donald soundly and has got more vaccines into people's arms than someone who does a lot of things and stuff. The Poms were looking good for a while there. They got a hold of it. Europe was starting to open up. We all got used to it. We got comfy. Some of us seen him in Australia even got vaccinated. Thanks to science. Love your work. But the Delta variant is here. COVID version 4 has kicked our asses right back into a two-week lockdown with the possibility to extend if cases here don't decline. So what else could I do but restart this podcast and go right back to where we started with, to chat with my first guest of season one, Alex Chalwell 
catch up on all things life, love and lockdown, to see how he's tracking in isolation to the ISO Strikes Back, or, or maybe uh, too lockdown, too furious, or perhaps don't call it a lockdown, it's been here for years. That doesn't quite make sense, but it's good. It's good, right? Anyway, let's see. Here's a little chat with him I had a bit earlier. Alex, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Hello, hello, hello. Why can't I hear you? Can you not hear me? Oh, you can hear me, but I can't hear you. What is happening right now? Can you not hear me? Ah, there hello? we go. I pressed the button and now it works. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Yeah, wonderfully now. Well, look, is this... Let's make this the content. <laughs> <laughs> what have I told you that uh, just like last time, I was already rolling. And um, it is the content, Alex. What have it been I'd, the content all along? I'd tell you in that instance that the best way to capture the existential dread of being thrown into another lockdown is very well captured in two people <laughs> saying for a solid 35 minutes, can you hear me? Is this thing on? Uh, can you hear me? I, how do I unmute myself? How do I... Can you hear I, me though? Can you hear me though? Can we, I think he's frozen. I think he's frozen. <laughs> Hey, sweet boy. How the bloody hell are you? I'm good. I'm doing all right. I um I woke up with a very mild headache, uh, which has since dissipated. I believe uh, I got told by the nurse that my my shot that I had got the old the vaccine yesterday. Hey, of it. congrats! I was told that it would cause a few, maybe maybe spike a a little kind of fever like reaction, but. Yeah, so I'm kind of like sitting at home like a time bomb waiting for it because the first time it was pretty furious. I had this like 12-hour fever dream that uh, Did you really? Ended. I did. It was wild. It happened at uni while I was completing an assignment, uh, which was not a great way to write an essay, but that's okay. Not, not the best way, Alex. Not my top 10. Do you know what is interesting, though? The first time you were on the ISO cast, Alex, in episode one, season one last year... Um, <laughs> cast your eyes back. Cast your eyes back, folks. Cast your eyes back. Dive back into the feed. You'll find that you had a migraine that you were just recovering from. And then really? this time when I call you to kick off season two, um, I'm not sure if it's the ISO cast strikes back or too COVID, too, cute, too furious, but um, I'm, I'm still workshopping. But uh, you have a headache this time. So I'm glad there's consistency across both, both iterations, you know? Maybe I'm secretly not wanting to talk to you and I'm very politely offering <laughs> little slight things that are wrong with me, hoping you'll pick up on it. And each time you're like... Nah, she's good. Let's chat. Nah, All right. Nah, nah. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna talk his ear off for about forty minutes. That's what I'm gonna do. That's, no, what that's get not the case. Do. It's always a pleasure to hear your voice. Patrick. It's really nice to see hear yours too, big boy. <laughs> it, it genuinely is. Um, uh, I'm really pleased to hear you got that AstraZeneca second shot. Um, I did. I did. So the first one really messed with your heart. Really like kicked you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, everyone who had told me everyone who had told me everyone said that the first AstraZeneca was awful and the second Pfizer shot was awful yeah so the first of one the second of the other and I was in with this nurse yesterday and she was like oh no if you had a bad time the first time you'll have a bad time the second time so <laughs> great thank cool. you but yeah I know I got I got the Zeneca the first shot of it um 12 weeks ago so I, I did the good little the good window 
Uh, I got my shot about four hours before the ABC published an article saying that it was no longer recommended for people below the age of 50. Cool, cool, uh, cool. Thanks. Which was then updated to no one below the age of 60, which uh, in, a, in a delicious little bookend to the whole experience got changed to anyone can go and ask for it on the very day that I went and did just that to get my second shot. Man, um, honestly, I mean, let's preface my next statement by saying I'm not a doctor. But I, I really feel like it's taking it's worth taking the, the risk at it. I think the 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 blood clot situation's been overblown. Like don't get me wrong, Ooh, like get, getting yes. a blood clot no, would be I, very bad. Look, but fuck. I, I, I gotta admit, uh, I think it's purely an animal fear drive and I certainly would uh, caution against using that to make any important decisions, such as whether or not to take a life saving vaccine that will return us to normality. Uh, when you're in the actual chair and they're like prepping it your brain goes, I've read the statistics. I know it's like one in a million, but like, it's still like a little bit, a little bit uh, anxiety inducing. Yeah. I but I, I just, I just think that's because of the wave of media reportage over it. Um, I think that uh, like, you know, for me personally, I have no history familial or personal of blood clotting or anything like that. So I'm not kind of at risk. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty breezy. I mean, I'd say everyone should have to con consider their own medical history, but um, like the, the stats are pretty, are pretty, pretty open and easy about it. Yeah. Uh, in the sense that, yeah, it's, it's pretty safe. I mean, also not a doctor, but well, also not a doctor. I mean, you're a clown <laughs> doctor, huh? Uh, a doctor of well, comedy. Huh? That's, well. that's, that's another organization separate from what I do. But similar. <laughs> <laughs> same same different you know it's can't all put that on the cv no, um no but yeah I, I think you know you look at man hard chat right but you you look at our um our reticence as a nation to kind of take up uh this vaccine drive and i think part of it has been pretty pretty terrible leadership over the whole affair by the federal government oh uh, just horrifically the, uh, bad huh Honestly, the, the other the other has just been, you know, these these instances which are troubling, you know, and not to, you know, these this families and people that have endured these tragedies. It's not true. to talk that down. It's just horrible, um, though, in the wider scheme of cases, a, a very small portion of things um, is, you know, there's a psychological block within society coupled with bad leadership. And here we are sitting at like four percent of the population fully. Oh, actually, that's an unsighted fact. I can't say that. Well, you already have Alex. What it is. You can't, oh, you can't delete audio, unfortunately. Well, I followed up immediately by acknowledging that I pulled it out of my butt. So let it no, be said. I saw it in a graph yesterday, right? And we all know that graphs that we see on the internet are always true. Uh -huh. Abraham Lincoln said that to me. <laughs> he loved a graph, honest Abe. He was a big graph guy. The, the people was. don't talk about that. Yeah. You know, they don't sit around and talk about how much Abe loved graphs. Um, yeah, he loved graphs and grafting. Wanted to graph the north to the south, and he wanted to make a graph about wow. it. Wow. Alex, that was actually was so much better than I thought that was going to be. You know? That was a, it was about exactly what I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty much in the exact same spot. Where you <laughs> pretty thought that pretty was mid ball, right where I thought that was going to land. <laughs> <laughs> right in the center of it. Um, I've got the Pfizer. 
I've been fired up. Um, and I am so jealous of you, you uh, bastard. And uh, I know it's ridiculous as well because they both have very high efficacy. And again, I am an incredibly privileged person to be in the international community with this running through my veins. But I still want that golden Pfizer business. I tell you what, it's pretty good. Um, I only got it because my housemate, um, Tom, who's an absolute legend, uh, is a oh, paramedic. And so... Ah, that's I, how you got it. Yes. I live with a frontline health worker. So that's how I got that sweet, sweet... Pfizer juice in my body. But let me tell you, Alex, that the first shot absolutely knocked me sideways. Um, it, yeah. was, it was pretty punchy stuff. Um, yeah, I bet it did. Uh, but I'm pleased yeah. to have it again, as you say, in my bones. I'm, I'm very, very lucky. Um, I well, just... if it's in your bones, they did a very bad job of oh. administering it. But oh, I am glad come that. on. Come on. Um, the the uh, vaccine distribution center in, in um, Sydney Olympic Park was a is, real, yeah. it felt like something out of, you know, uh, a sci-fi. Um, there yeah. were all these people in rows, you know, you get your number gets called, you can't move till your number gets called, you have a ticket, um, you get your ID checked like 15 times. It was, it was wow. like peak bureaucracy. It felt like, yeah. Wow. It was like futuristic well, you, communist society. You know what I mean? I mean, didn't you get your first round of Pfizer in the age before Australia ordered more Pfizer? Yeah, I did. So it, at that time, I mean, it's still the case, but supply was incredibly short. Mm. And so I know um, my my girlfriend uh, got, got it as well through working in a hospital and just the care they take to Ugh. make sure that everybody gets it and all that. This is the dumbest question, but I've always wanted to ask someone, Please. is it is it cold? Like, it's meant to be stored at minus 65, and so my brain goes, must be cold when you inject it. Of course <laughs> it's not at that temperature. Of course it's not. But my brain is like, oh, wow, that must, like, wipe out a good half of your arm. It's minus 65 and you inject that bad boy. You know what, dude? I didn't think of it that way, but uh, m- maybe, uh, honestly, man, like, I don't ever look at needles when they go in my body. Um and I was more just trying to like focus my attention elsewhere. It was very quick and I didn't notice anything cold, but um, maybe that's a factor in why it knocked the living crap out of me for 24 hours. Uh, to say. Again, not a doctor. Pleased to have it, but I just, I really, you know, Sydney's at what? We, we got another 20 odd cases today. We're in lockdown for two weeks. Um, so we'll get at least two episodes of the Isocast out there into the world. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Woohoo! I, I'll put it out there right now that I bet we'll be getting more episodes than just those two of Do you the reckon? Isocast. Which personally is why uh, an extended lockdown is going to be just fine for me because I'll be able to emerge from my cocoon. Uh, and consume an hour of this in my fleeting glances at the sun and then return to consider futures destroyed. To the dark. That's Uh, it, that's it. With that in mind, Alex, that brings me straight to existential dread. Thank you. Existential dread. It's my favourite part. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's It's like all of the time. Um, what what's this part, I Alex? Uh, I, I've already got I've already made a mix down of the theme tune now, so I don't need you to sing it this time. We're going to keep it from season one. But all I would like to know from you, on a scale from one to existential dread, how's your existential oh. dread? Oh my god, I remember this now. I can't remember the ranking I gave last time, but I would actually like to put it significantly lower than last time. Okay, I great. feel pretty good. Um. You know, I'm certainly not like, like you know, yoga diary, um, wellness, amazing levels of Eckhart Tolle 
enlightened being. One day, one day. One day, we've got to give yourself room to grow. But, but honestly, I mean, compared to last time, look, the whole Delta variant thing and how that's splayed across every front page is a bit terrifying. Mm. And it's horrifying to think that uh, a person can walk past another person and catch anything other than love at first sight. Oh, wow, um, Alex. What a dream of a statement that was. I know, right? <laughs> you, you keep that one. You keep that. I, I will but, say but the thing that I have just like looked at and poured over and my heart has been smiling and happy is that uh, most recently there was a party. I forget where it was. Huxton. But like, oh, sure. Hux- good old party capital Huxton. Huxton, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet there was a barbecue there just to throw back to that dude who went barbecue. <laughs> yeah, he's the um, best, that guy. But like so many people, again, I can't state this, the statistics facts of it and I feel weird giving it a shot without knowing the numbers, but a lot of people got it. This super spreader event and there were three people who didn't and the thing they all had in common was that had their vaccines. Yeah, I think like, it was actually six, Alex. I think it might be up to was six, it six people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, there you go. I'm not a numbers guy. But it, just to see that and be like, oh, cool, was just so exciting. Yeah. Uh, you know, like really cool. I think... I think to see that in action is really, really, really cool. It was amazing, I right? Was, like, what a great ad for vaccines that you have 30 people at a party and 24 walk away infected and, you know, the other six walk away fine because they're vaccinated. Like, like what a great ad great. for it. That's really exciting. Uh, and, and so get your vaccines, folks. Get, like, get, get them in. I'm all uh, about that. Um, so yeah, I like I feel I feel upbeat about it. There's still the worry at the medico industrial complex and how developed nations are jim jam scramming that into their mouths while <laughs> other nations cope with the fact that they have hardly any supply. Uh, and yeah. to be reminded of that is pretty horrifying. Pretty Yep. Uh, and then on a more on a more personal level, um, I, I you know, with the with the first wave of everything, I had a pretty big work opportunity for through. I was going to move overseas and study. Mm. Uh, and then it, this time through, I'm meant to go on a, a much more modest, but nevertheless, very, very exciting uh, riding retreat for a month uh, interstate. Oh, Tasmania. Is, uh, probably not going to happen. <laughs> uh, bro, I'm sorry. That's okay. We live in hope. But, um, you know, uh, I've, I, I lost a lot of work as well, which is a shame. But I imagine... A lot of people are in the same boat. And yeah. this time around, it's much more like, hey, you know, things are happening. Things are changing. I, I live with um, someone who I just love uh, and who is my partner's very, very, like, really switched on this time around into uh, nourishing my creative habit because there's nothing oh. a writer or artist loves more than procrastinating. And so, yeah, they're, they're kind of helping me establish a, a creative routine. Holy so crap, fun. Alex. Been really, I know, right? So uh, just to pin back, uh, what would you give yourself? You have to give yourself a number out of 10 with you. Oh, I have, I just thought I had to rant about it. No, I mean, both. If I had to go out of 10 existential crisis, I'd put myself at a good three, three out of 10. Yeah. Alex, um, I feel about know, three two, my friend. I, I feel oh, a really? similar spot. Yeah. Well, you can talk all about that when it's your second time. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, Rick. Oh, jeez, Rick. No, okay, I'm kidding. Enough. Tell me. Tell me. Explain it. <laughs> well, I don't know why. I, I, I'm in agreement with you. I think that that Huxton party 
where all those people walked away without getting infected has filled me with joy. You know, there was, <laughs> that sounds terrible now I've said Phrasing, that. Patrick. Phrasing. But no, I, I see what you mean. Sorry, please continue. It's filled me with joy because of the privilege that I have for having some bloody vaccine in me. And, and you know, before I went to make this episode today, I went back and listened to a couple of them from last year. And I think there's something wild in the fact that it's just over 12 months later and the virus has mutated probably unteamed times, but has been largely classified into four variants since. And this yeah. fourth one has turned to be something quite different in a way. Like Pretty it's nasty monster, isn't it? Pretty nasty monster. And in a way, like it's impressive that nature's able to do that, you know, that it, that we start to get a handle on it and this virus makes itself toothier nastier meaner more infectious you know the the yeah. story of the of the current sydney cluster comes out of a guy walking past another person who had covid and they didn't even touch they shared yeah. quote unquote the same airspace and that makes your insides go oh fuck like sharing yeah. the same airspace i've shared the same airspace as so many people um in the last little while and I guess that the thing that I'm disappointed and angry about is that between February of this year and July, June, sorry, where we are now, we had all of this time, you know, all of this time in Australia where we had basically no cases and we could have taken that opportunity and smashed vaccines into everybody. And then when Delta inevitably came, um, you know, it would have been ready for it. And, And at the moment, it kind of feels like we've been caught with our pants down. Um, yeah. I, I yeah. largely feel like a parent whose kid has like, they just put their kid into fresh clothes and sent them out into the park. And the first thing the kid's done is to fall face first into dog shit. And, it, you know, <laughs> I'm looking at Australia, my, my son, Australia, and I'm like, I just wish young man that you'd, you'd taken the time to, to watch where you were going to face pine into, you know, and now yeah. we got to get you changed. And now we got to go back through this rigmarole all over again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you but feel that's a fair I, metaphor? Wait. Yeah. I, well, it, it's explicit. What <laughs> it? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if you'd hear it on today's show or insiders, but like, that's not the point here. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely have. I think we wasted a huge chance. I, I do like, I do think there are complications just with Australia having accidentally backed the wrong horse a bit with the AstraZeneca thing um, mm. uh, and the, the concern over over clotting, which uh, is tiny, but, you know, it's a concern. For it's, sure. People, people have faced genuine hardship and death from this. Like, it's, it's not to just be completely um, downplayed. Ignored. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I think, yeah, we, we wasted a big chance. But I, I think of what you said uh, with how nature has has reared its extraordinary potential to just adapt and change uh, and alter the situation. And I guess where I'm at, way more this time before where I was feeling pretty gloomy. Um, mm. What I feel way more is like, you know, <laughs> despite every single one of our attempts to the the to the opposite, humanity is also part of nature, and we too have that ability to adapt and change with remarkable speed. Um, and so we 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 have the potential to to meet and indeed defeat these challenges as mm. they as they come at us. A little bit of, you know, um, federal leadership on it, 
would be delightful. Oh, sensational! Wouldn't wouldn't it just? Wouldn't but, be great, um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, like you know, we. I I just think, I just think we can beat it this time, which is cool. Yeah, I think we can beat it this time as well, my friend. And uh, I think that's that is filling my heart with joy. And and Alex, I I would love to hear more about what the life lockdown life is looking like for you down the Gong. You've moved in with your partner in the Gong in Wollongong, which is like an hour south of Sydney. Um, and are you just like taking long walks on windswept beaches? Is 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 socially distancing from people? Is that what your life looks like right now? Um, not quite like I, I really stay indoors pretty solidly. Um, <laughs> which... I see what you're doing with this beautiful imagery, Pat. And I, instead, of... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Not the well, case. <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've been taking bike rides. Uh, I ride my bike for an hour up and down the coast, <gasps> half an hour each way each day. That's been really delightful Beauty. for the most part. They're crowds have been dispersed enough that I've felt relatively comfortable that I'm socially distancing while doing it. Um, yeah, living here is, I, I love it here. I, I really love it. Uh, I don't love how much Sydney siders have realized they also love it because suddenly the house price rises are exorbitant and I'm back to feeling like, oh, I'll never own a place in my life. <laughs> Um, Me, Alex, I'm just going to be riding in somebody's basement for forever. <laughs> quite possibly, Patrick. Um, but yeah, like I, I think, I think for me, like I've I've got a permanent base this time. Yeah. I I have with that really committed to living here and love it. Uh, and I think with that has come a shift in what I am looking for and what I'm looking to get out of my life. And mm. with that, where previously my outlook had been very much gauged towards living overseas uh, and and study over there, with this shift, I've adapted in such a way that this stuff isn't as troubling because it's like, it's okay. I'm, I'm working towards things that I love that are closer to shore. Um, and mm. like also just not to downplay the impact of living with a partner who is supportive, who, yeah. who looks out for you and, and, and I give it my best shot to look out for them too. Like that, that's a big deal. Um, yeah. So life is pretty good. I get up, I have started a routine of not looking at my phone until 12 o'clock. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, it's two days in. So again, I'm not the kind of <laughs> God of enlightenment just yet. He's not but... quite Buddha folks, but he's on the track. <laughs> but he's on the way. He's on the way, baby. Yeah, baby. Um, yeah, so I don't look at my phone till 12 and I've just been riding uh, from the finish of breakfast until then, um, which is, which is going well. Amazing, um, dude. Yeah, and then just looking to get stuck into some uni stuff as that trickles in. But technically I'm on uni holidays at the moment. Um, You're studying yeah. teaching, correct? I am, correct. I that was treating you? Well, good. I mean, that's part of the kind of shift in, um, the shift in outlook from like, oh, I'm gonna go and study this amazing arts course overseas to being like, you know, I've, I've actually found something here that I think I'll really enjoy. The tricky thing about it, um, I've, I've mentioned this to you before is kind of, with now following a, um, you know, well, not following, but kind of on a career trajectory, a path of study that is leading towards something that is not creative uh, in the sense that I'm used to as a performer, um, but still very much identifying someone as someone who wants that in their life and indeed who needs it and goes a bit stir crazy without it. The hard thing has been finding ways to work that into life where it's not just implicitly built in. Mm. Um, so before, like, 
uh, I could kind of go through a week and be like, I haven't created anything. But at the same time, it'd be like, yeah, but you know, you've arranged this audition, you've sent off this thing and you've yeah. uh, applied to this, you know, you, you, you've yeah. just kind of, you have worked and chipped away at this monumental dream of yours. Whereas now, like, if I just let that slip, then I get to the end of the week and it's like, sweet, I aced that exam or whatever. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> um, you had HDs, baby. But, it, but like, you know, as much as I am interested in being a teacher, um, it's not the only thing I want to do. And so uh, it just requires a bit more concerted effort, um, which, you know, as I said, my partner's been really helpful in keeping me from procrastinating because, wow, that's easy. Um, <laughs> You're not and, known yeah. for that at all, though, Alex. You're known for your dead set focused on one task at a time and your ability to just, you know, sit down and follow through. That's that's what everybody and says. Forever will I think that the fact people believe that remains my greatest acting achievement, the greatest I mean, performance that I've ever put on yeah. that people should think that of me. <laughs> it's the greatest um, trick the devil ever pulled, Alex, uh, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, isn't that said to be making people believe he doesn't exist? Yeah, like your procrastination. So, I don't no, know. Well, hang on a sec. So by your description, the greatest trip I ever pulled is making people think I didn't exist? <laughs> Goodness, I think I need to clock up my existential chart a little oh, bit more boy. after this. I listen, that was one of those metaphors I got in the middle of and suddenly realised that uh, all was not right in the state of Denmark, so to speak. I have sympathy for you. I feel that all the time. <laughs> Like a child going to the park, holding a baseball bat, looking up at the sky and dreaming, why? <laughs> why? Um, so, mate, uh, lockdown V2, V2.0, uh, is there anything that uh, back in black, return of the lockdown, the lockdown strikes back? Um, yeah. Uh, is there anything you learned from lockdown version one that you're going to bring into this round? Is there anything you're looking to rinse and repeat? Is there uh, anything you're looking to re-engage in? I don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. great. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I think the biggest thing is that is the acknowledgement that, you know, being a creative, being someone who makes stuff is not dependent on external forces, but it's actually something you can kind of do and get nourishment from no matter how small the action or gesture, whether that's doing your King Lear and being shaky, locked away for lockdown and writing that. Or that's just, you know, writing a poem that tells someone how much you love them or a little thing like that. Like it's, I think, I think in my life, I have put a lot of stock in needing to hit and smash out a great achievement in order to validate the sense that I can make something and make it good. Yeah. And I think what I've learned a bit more is it's like, bro, it's all just a big gooey journey, you know, like I... <laughs> I really like that. I, you know, and I, I think there will always be part of myself that's motivated towards wanting to kick those big goals. And I don't think that's inherently a bad thing. But certainly, if your source for doing something comes solely from that, then it's like, come on, man, or, or person, um, you, you got this. Doesn't, yeah. Don't, don't need that. Yeah. And I, I just think that's, that's, a, that's the kind of resilience that uh, has got me feeling a lot better about all this this time around. Alex, I love that, bro. I, I, I've been, I wonder if this is just me getting older and I'm a year older than when I did this podcast last time, but I have been finding it very difficult not to complete task after task after task, even in the last three days that lockdown has been a, a thing for in Sydney, where I, I, I just found myself wanting to push on and, and do 
heaps of stuff. And I wonder if that's mm. just like my mania that comes from the dad's side of my family, um, the Cullen <laughs> side, the slowly I, kicking in. Or, I would say that... Oh, sorry, you go. No, yeah, no, that's, that was it. You know, whether that's it's that or, you know, that, that being able to control what I put out into the world gives me mm. some sense of control. I've also been playing a, a lot of strategy games. I'm playing oh, a lot hell of, yeah. I'm playing a lot Can of Civilization. Like, I've been playing yeah. a lot of um, Frostpunk. And I've been playing this uh, wonderful detective game called Disco Elysium, which is just extraordinary. <laughs> um, and cool. I wonder if I'm enjoying this game so much because they give me a sense of control over an imagined world. Um, yeah. You know, where I can really just knuckle down and make sure that everybody's housed and fed and, you know, that oh, my, my diplomatic that. relationships are, 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 you know, up to scratch. Um, where I can't I get, control those in the real world, you know? I get that. I've been playing classic real-time strategy 1990s game Age of Empires 2. Oh, wow. Smashing that. Oh, wow. That. It's great. Um I yeah, believe I they it. gave that out as a CD-ROM on, on cereal boxes. Yes, Nutri-Grain, baby. Get your gold wow. with that. That's... But, you know, like, I, we, we all exist on this kind of weird, wacky continuum right now, and part of the time where Dad's mania churning out task after task, and part of it's that. Like, I think, I think, uh, I think kind of just seeing where one is nourishing and where one needs to be let go is kind of the measure of how useful one is. Yeah. What, that was vague, but I, I I think that makes sense. I think um, that makes a lot of sense, bud. And, and where I find where I find the nourishment theory of choosing life part life uh, life task a bit tricky is where financial pressures start to come in because it's sure. all good and well to choose to do what nourishes you, but as soon as it's like, ah, I I'm I am out of work because none of my workplaces are open, uh, it starts to become a little trickier, but. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully we won't get to the point where I'm thinking about that too much. Yeah, and I think that's the. Big have you difference. have you lost work over the past? Yeah, I have, years? man. I've lost I've lost a bunch, but f- yeah. fortunately for me, um, I did a huge job in the last time that I did this podcast, and now I've been doing a lot of producing. Um, I got into producing uh-huh. some ads and some content um, with a bunch of friends of mine, and these that's jobs good. pay incredible money, but. Um, they happen rarely, and fortunately, I just did one before oh, we went great. to lockdown. So, oh, that's so good. I've got that sweet government money in my bank account. And this time, love I actually worked for it, um, as opposed to last time when I was getting government money for <laughs> not working. But I, I guess the worry is, like, with two weeks, I reckon, I mean, I personally will be fine for two weeks. Yeah. I'm, I'm sweet. Um, and I reckon probably a couple of people out there will be okay, most maybe, let's say. But more than that, and I think that could put a lot of people in some really difficult positions. Well, I, and, I think they're really... Oh, sorry, you go. And, you know, the Dine and Discover vouchers that they're putting out probably aren't going to cut it. But anyway, nah. that was my thought. Yeah, I think the really tricky thing, because the really tricky thing with work like that, because, I mean, I, I don't work in producing, but I guess the equivalent from my end is if you get an ad... And, you know, you go and do an ad and that pays it quite a large sum of money. Uh, the tricky thing is, as you say, already that work is not particularly consistent. And so while it may have be, been a tremendous boon to you, um, it's it's not like that's uh, like partly that money is paid high because 
Um, you can't expect to be working contracts like that all the time. Yeah, um, completely. And the other side of it as well is that actually, I, I, I know the project you're talking about and I know just how hard you were working, how many early mornings, late nights you were pulling. You're like, you're working so hard. Oh, and man. so it, it would be nice um, if, if that little leg up you got went towards uh, savings or something or other to get you ahead uh, rather than kind of injected into um, just keeping your float. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's tricky. Uh, um, Alex, to be honest with you, pal, like the two months that I had in between February or the soul of March and April was arguably some of the most frantic of my entire life. Um, yeah. In that two months, I did a shoot, an, a content shoot for a client. Um, I did a, 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 sorry, a play I was rehearsing for. We made oh, a short yeah. film. Um, I was teaching in two separate locations and, um, and I did, yeah, another gig. At one point I had seven plates that I was spinning simultaneously. Uh, yeah. and it was just yeah. freaking mental, <laughs> honestly. And I was so happy and so lucky that we managed to shoot this yeah. short film and so happy and so lucky that I managed to do this play before, you know, the Delta variant reared its ugly head. And I got I to do these things that. that I loved um, with my buds predominantly. But, mate, I'm so wrecked. Like, <laughs> that, of course. Of course you are. That, you work bloody hard. This, this two weeks of lockdown... You know, could yeah. actually be a is actually a tiny little holiday for Pat. Okay. <laughs> May no? I be restorative for you, my good man. Well, I, I can't so. really be sorry, man. Like, it's not. A, I don't think it's a question of that. I think it's just a question that it gives you the the beautiful thing about lockdowns is that they give you a chance to 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 breathe and to reset and to sort of focus on what you actually want to do and to sort of ask yourself some of those bigger life questions. And yeah. I think that's. In a way, sometimes that can be a positive thing. Um, but I think it's the difference between us as Sydney siders having this luxury of being out in the world predominantly for the last year, um, as opposed to the poor old Melbourneites and, and so many people across the States well, that have yeah. been in lockdown. Yeah, I, I, I think, that, I guess this, yeah, I think there's a limit to um, lockdown restorative theory. Uh, as soon as financial pressures start, coming and pressing in and it can feel pretty like oh, oh, oh god i'm really really enjoying all this time to better myself while i <laughs> eat my last 25 buck dining discover voucher and Woo-hoo. then tin beans for the month yep. like thank you, you know, ramen <laughs> true that um but but certainly like um yeah i i guess i guess a little bit of reflection in that sense is cool yeah. Yeah. Um, what about recommendations, Alex? Any recommendations for things you're going to be watching, reading, oh. or looking at, doing in a little what next while? Uh, I just finished reading a book by an author and it wasn't good. But <laughs> <laughs> I love that because last time you were here, you recommended uh, the 100-year-old man that jumped out the window and then quickly told oh. us that you weren't reading it. <laughs> you, you were reading some intense book about oh Nazi Germany that was like breaking your heart. Oh, yeah, I'm about to I'm about to do this again, Pat. I'm about to give you a recommendation for a book that I haven't just recently read because I read another book that I thought was okay but not great. I love um, it. I love it. It's yeah, classic like, Alex. Like, so so I read this book um, by this author. Their name is Francis Hardinge. They're a UK young adult. 
uh, person. And I'll be real, I didn't love it. It was certainly inventive, but uh, it, I mean, it was not even aimed for me. I'm, I'm older than that bracket, but it wasn't my fave. But they have written another book of Francis Hardinge, which is called, oh, I forget. I'm going to Google it and, while you try. And that's, and that's how, that's the book you should read. <laughs> No, oh, it's oh, not got it. He's got it. Hang on. I'll start again so you can edit that bit out and make me sound like I knew from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's called... <laughs> You're not going to do that, you bastard. I am not going to do that, no. I, it's, 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 it's called Deep Light. It's by Francis Hardinge, and it is just a wonderful piece of escapist uh, joy. It's set in a mythical island chain uh, around kind of we're talking medieval era think Ooh. cannons and ships oh yeah and it's a a world in which these massive sea titans these behemoths of the deep used to rule over everyone known as they were all known as the gods these fearsome creatures that literally lived off human fear that was their sustenance uh, and a long time ago well not that long ago actually in living memory they all disappeared they had this huge set of fights and no one's no one's quite sure why but they did and they're all dead and everyone's like it's about 60 years later and people are starting to realize what life can be when it's not burdened by this fear of these horrific creatures and then someone stumbles across an ancient artifact that threatens to bring them back oh, in thriving yeah. force yeah baby oh, yeah. here we go um, and it's it's about this relationship between these two young boys, uh, and it's actually quite a toxic relationship. And it's about them navigating that friendship. Um, and just like I think, you know, um, I, I think I think we got a lot of a lot of chat uh, about rewriting uh, masculinity, masculine friendship, uh, masculine affection, mm. uh, how how boys relate to one another. I think what Francis does beautifully in this book um, is for a YA audience. So you know. We're, it's it's aimed it's aimed at an 18 age range yeah sure uh but just does a beautiful job at kind of classifying what is a healthy friendship and what is not um and how would someone try to lord power over another um in an unhealthy friendship and what does it look like to try and disentangle yourself from that all while in the setting of this incredible very rich um kingdom so i recommend that that sounds that great book. alex and can i also just go quickly on record and say that i freaking love a bit of ya i love oh, a bit of really? fiction yeah oh, i love a bit of ya i too yeah yeah because yeah, cool stuff, stuff happens you know yeah. maybe i've never really matured from being an 18 year old boy maybe i'm just an 18 year old and a 33 year old's body with slightly better sense and less hair you know maybe that's just what's happened or about the same amount of sense i mean let's <laughs> crazy how dare you alex H. how dare you say that to my face trying to give uh, the let the people know just let the people let know the people know give That's the people it. what they want um yeah. big fella any other recommendations from you or is that the the one you want to leave the people with uh my steam gamer tag for age of empires 2 is mr fahrenheit as borrowed from <laughs> the popular queen song don't stop me now because when I play, it's like you can't stop me. So look me up. <laughs> Go beat Alex at Age of Empires 2, folks. Get out there no and do chance. it. <laughs> Dude, thanks so much for chatting to me today. It was really nice to catch up with you, and I, I miss you very much. I'm glad you're going well down there. 
I miss you too. Keep safe. And I hope that you do get some nourishment and restoration out of this period before I truly hope things go thriving back into your seven plate spinning action again. And you just delight in it. Yeah, it's truly my dad's, my dad's genes just really kicking in, Alex. They're really kicking in. 33 years old. Just turn a turn into his old man. That's what's happening. <laughs> Every boy's dream. <laughs> Thanks, big guy. Chat to you soon. See ya. Love you, dude. You too, mate. Bye. A big thanks to Alex Chowell for joining us on the show again. Great to have him. Great to chat and catch up. And a big thanks to you too for listening to the ISOcast. Make sure you track out your podcatcher and give us a five-star review or tell a friend that we're back on the airwaves. That would do me a lot of favours. I'll be doing weekly episodes as long as we're in lockdown. So if you'd like to be a guest on this show, you can always shoot me an email at gingersnapsydney at gmail.com. The Isocast is created, produced, and presented by me, Patrick Cullen, for Ginger Snap Productions. Our theme music today was back again by Dilated People's 2006, that's Capitol Records, off an album incredibly titled 2020. I'ma leave that with you. Our backing track, this lovely jam, is Acid Trumpet by Kevin McLeod off Groovy 2016. News clips today were from the BBC, MSNBC and Channel 7, all from today, that's 30th of June 2021. All of our music and clips are used in conjunction with our APRA license OL1099. Tune in next week for a brand new episode and a brand new guest. And just for laugh, wash your hands, don't touch your face and go and get a vaccine. Get it, India. Get it, make it happen! Woo!